Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Running the 615 Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Jones. You are listening to episode 25. Hopefully, you have already listened to part one of this project with Gilda's Club, which was episode 24 and our interview with the super interesting Lori Rice. You are now listening to part two, episode 25, and our guest today is Danielle Gilbert. Danielle was born and raised in Texas, then she moved here to Nashville in 2000 after her and her husband got married. Danielle started running when her friend Gail started up the Gilda's Gang training group, which was for the Country Music Half Marathon here in Music City. We talked a little bit about Gail and what a special lady she was in the last episode, and we will get to know more about her over the course of this one as well. Even though some back issues brought an early end to her running career, Danielle still considers the half marathon that she ran in 2006 one of her favorite memories. Danielle is now a big hiker, and she does lots of yoga, which we discuss in this episode. Danielle has spent the majority of her working career in nonprofit and philanthropy work. She now spends most of her time as a health and nutrition coach and works with several different organizations like the Community Foundation and, of course, Gilda's Club. Much like our previous guest, Lori, Danielle has a great story and offers up some awesome advice on things like nutrition and not taking life for granted. I'm so thankful to Gilda's Club for reaching out to me and letting me be a part of this project and the race that they have coming up soon. And I appreciate Lori and Danielle agreeing to be a part of this podcast. If you are in town on Saturday, April 3rd, then please plan to come out and run in the Gilda's Gang 5K, which starts at 8 a.m. in Shelby Park. I have also heard that our guest from episode 23, Heidi Huerta, will be at the race leading a yoga warm-up session, so you can meet and say hello to our past three guests here on Running the 615. Heidi, Lori, and Danielle will all be there. As previously mentioned, this is going to be an in-person race, and I know there are many of you out there who have been looking forward to running in a race again, wearing a bib number, and being around other runners. Well, this is your chance, and the best part is is it helps support a great organization that means a lot to a lot of people, myself included. Thanks so much, everyone, as always, for listening to Running the 615 podcast. Here we go, episode 25, wife to her husband, Harris, mom to her son, Josh, and daughter, Sophia, and a wonderful lady who gives us a great reminder that when you give of yourself, you will always receive more in return. Danielle Gilbert. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Running the 615. This is your host, Drew Jones. Yet another episode we are giving to you today. This is uh, part two, I guess, of our kind of story about Gilda's gang and who they are and the um, race that they have coming up on April 3rd, 5K. I'm sitting across from Danielle Gilbert. Danielle, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Drew. Excited to talk to you about Gilda's gang and get to know your story a little bit better. This is a running podcast. Uh, I, I say that often at the start of every episode. That's typically where we start. So if you don't mind, Danielle, tell me about when you ran the uh, half marathon, 2006, like how that came to be and just like your your little running story from that half marathon. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so I was not a runner at all, but my friend Gail Adelstone, she's the one who started the Gilda's Gang program. She called me up one night and um, she just asked me, like she had just been diagnosed with cancer and we both just had children, you know, we had babies. She's like, hey, Danielle, you want to 
you want to train with me? I want to train for the half marathon and raise money for Gilda's Club. And in the back of my head, I'm like, I don't know if I really want to do that because I wasn't really a runner at all. But Gail was the type of person you couldn't say no to. So I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And little did I know it was going to be like one of the best experiences of my life. So she gathered some of her close friends to do it at first. And we would train together like once a week. We'd go out and run first. It was three miles and you just, you know how it goes. You steadily work your way up. And, you know, this was me not having any experience. Um, running at all and I don't even think Gail had any experience either most of the people hadn't and so you we, saw that that race was coming up and then wanted to be a part of it or Gail rather saw that and that was like the fact that that race was happening was like really was like all right let's go do this it was all Gail deciding that she wanted to give back like which is amazing to me like she had just been diagnosed with cancer she just had a baby and she had all this going on, like any one of those things would have knocked anybody to the ground, right? Like it's just some hard stuff. But in the midst of all that, and by the way, she's a full-time pediatrician, she decides that she wants to raise money for Gilda's Club because she just loved the place so much and saw this opportunity and saw that, you know, exercise during cancer is such an important thing to kind of just to get through it all. Mm -hmm. And so she created it. So she found um, trainers at St. Thomas hospital they had a wellness center and they came out and they worked with us every saturday and we would do weight training and we would steadily work our way up so that we were able to do the event mm. and um and it was that just amazing like, yeah. yeah like at first it was a small it was a pretty small group it was maybe 20 of us right and gail gail and i trained the whole time you know she was going through chemo i was working my way up and was loving it like thought it was the best thing ever we get to we get to the actual race day, like the first, it was the first country music marathon or half marathon that Gilda's had ever done. Mm -hmm. And we get to the starting line. She starts to feel horrible because it's chemo and mm -hmm. it all just kind of hit her. She ends up, um, you know, leaving in an ambulance. I had just had my back go out like right before and I didn't think I was going to do it. She and I just planned to walk the whole thing. Right. But I got there and I was like, yeah, screw it. I'm just going to run. And I did. Yeah. And just... It was amazing. That's, like, and that's when it started back at Centennial Park, just outside of that. That's where the start line was. Yeah, that was. Yep. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. exactly where it was. So, do you remember, you know, how you felt during the race, or particularly afterwards? I'm sure that was a pretty emotional thing that your friend, you know, that you were going to be doing it with just before the race started. So she actually did. She actually come to the start of the race and yeah. then had to leave from there. Wow. Yeah, I, but honestly, I, I didn't know that she had to go to the emergency room. Okay. Like, you um, just know she. You just knew I she just was knew she didn't feel well. well, and she just told me I, I don't think I could do this. And so, um, so I just kind of kept on going. It was just me at that point, and uh, I don't know. It was just. You know, running, it's just such a high, Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just all the endorphins or whatever. And then with the half marathon, you have everybody cheering you on along the way. And it was a really cool thing. But that so that was the first year. The second year, Gail was determined to do this. You know, she right. she she kind of had that goal and she didn't want to let it go. And so, I mean, at that point, her can her cancer progressed pretty far, you know, like she had it in her liver and in her bones, but she still wanted to do it. Um Tons more people got involved. Like, I don't even know how many people um, became this huge thing at Gilda's. And Gail, it was, okay, so you know the half marathon, or it's always, or the marathon's always in late April. Last, last Saturday of April, absolutely, yeah. 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 
Love that race. That race is we we've talked about the that race a lot on this podcast. It's it's a big big it's a big race really around the country, but it's certainly a big race for Nashville, and it's just a it's kind of Nashville's running day is is that race uh, um, the last Saturday of of April. It's amazing. I mean, you, even just starting at the at the starting line, it's like the sea of people oh, along West awesome. End. Like it's just beautiful, Great. right? Absolutely like, beautiful. And so, anyways, the second year, Gail has cancer all over her body at this point, right? Mm-hmm. And she can't run anymore, but she decides she wants to walk it. So we walk that thing, and wow. there's a big, you know, like all her close friends, and it takes almost five hours right to like walk the whole thing Mm -hmm. and i remember feeling like crap just because you know it's a long time to go but Mm -hmm. she she did it you know she had she had cancer all over her body she passed away in july so she did that whole thing not that long before she before she died she's what 38 39 years old at the time yeah man yeah she was, yeah, so she that's, was amazing. That's yeah, absolutely. And I talked to I talked to Lori about her a little bit too in, in the previous episode, and, and she told me uh, some about it. So I want to I want to get full full info on on Gilda's gang and some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want just you know a couple more follow ups on your running. I know that you know you did some running. You said after that you had some back issues that kind of kept running mm-hmm. from being able to do it a, as long as you would have liked. Now a lot of hiking and yoga yeah. is 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 where you. Um, is where you spend your exercise. What, what's your favorite part of those activities? Mm-hmm. I mean, hiking, I just love being in the woods. I mean, if I can find a spot where I don't see a single person and I can kind of just get myself lost in nature, I love that. Right. And I have a little dog, so it's just my dog and I. And yeah. I just it just um, helps me clear my head. Like all my big life decisions, I think, are made while I'm hiking or in the woods somewhere out in the woods and moving. Yeah. And then what about totally. the yoga component? Yoga is yoga is different, but also there is some escapism in, in the yoga too, right? Well, I mean the beauty, the thing that you realize with yoga is that, I mean, so much of it at first feels like it's a physical type of thing, but then you learn in time that it's so mental. Mm-hmm. Like it just helps you connect your body with your mind. They do, you know, you do it through breathing really and moving mm-hmm. and you end up, you know how with running, you get this high, right? Yeah. It's like the endorphin high. You know, it's one of the best feelings ever. Yoga, it's kind of like this peace. Gotcha. It's it's a different, it's That's a different a good, feeling. Good explanation. Yeah. It's just clear. Both things clear your head, but in a different way. Right. Yeah. Both, both good though. Both good. Oh, for heck you. yeah. Yeah. I and mean, you, to me, I, I know that you are also, you're kind of, you're a health coach, life coach, do a lot with nutrition. I, I want to ask you some questions on that. Um, to get into the kind of Gilda discussion though, Gilda's gang, I want to talk to you. You've worked in philanthropy, um, mm-hmm. volunteering nonprofit for a lot of your working career. Mm-hmm. How did, how did that just come to be in your life where you, where you like went down that path? Well, sure. Um, I started out working at, at Dell Computer in sales. So I was there Austin, in the, Texas. in Austin, Texas. Right. Yeah. And it was a blast. Like I it was in my twenties. Everybody's in their twenties, so it was just a really fun time. A lot like you, high school, but you got paid at the end of the pretty day. much. Right. Yeah. Like we That's worked what it was really like hard. When I worked at State Farm. It, was, it yeah. felt so much like high school. I got to eat yeah. much of my same buddies all the time, but yeah. they paid me to do it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It was awesome. I mean we would everybody's throwing balls around all day long. Like after work we'd go in, in Texas, two stepping is a big thing. We go out dancing Texas afterwards. Two step post yeah. Dell computers. All e- right, exactly. Yeah. And then rollerblading in the parking lot. Like we'd have hockey sticks and just skate around, and it was just fun, right? Right. So, um, so 
it got to some point though, I think I was just traveling a ton and you, you know how, I mean, corporate America, it's especially sales. It's always like more, 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 more mm-hmm. in terms of quotas. And it, it gets to be pretty intense. And I think I just got to the, some, to some point in my life where I felt like it's just not how I wanted to spend my life. Like I wanted to do something to make people's lives better somehow. So yeah. I just, I made my decision when I was hiking in the woods. I remember I was in North Carolina and I was like, eh, I think this is what, I think this is what I'm going to do. So I left a pretty big job and, uh, I went and taught in an inner city school in Austin. Like it's one of those things where they, you go to school while you're teaching. So they just like plop you in a classroom and you figure it out. So that, that was the first thing that I did. Literally Um, thrown in the deep end as, as being a teacher. Yeah. And you know what? Like delve for all the stress and all the work when it was great fun. Teaching was way harder. Like I've, I have this compassion and empathy and respect for teachers that, I mean, until you do it, you have no idea how hard it is. Like you can't even leave to, there's no freedom. You know what I mean? And you're always on always. So it challenging. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But so meaningful. Um, but then what happened was my mom got cancer. And so my husband and I left Nat, or we left Austin and moved to Nashville and I kind of just stayed with her while she was dying. Um, and then I started working at a place called community options where I had met the CEO when I was traveling for Dell. He was sitting next to me on the airplane and, um, when I was looking for work, I just called him up one day and asked him if he had something going on. And he had, he had this position where we were running, it was called supported employment, where we'd find jobs for people with disabilities in the community. So it'd be like working at grocery stores or rolling silverware at restaurants or folding pizza boxes or delivering, you know, like uh, flyers to people's front door. Like, I mean, it's just, just anything, whatever. Of, right. Yeah. So I did that for, you know, I did that for a few years and, um, and then I had a friend who ran the community foundation, which is really cool. You, you may have heard of it. And I, have, I mean, yeah. in Nashville, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big grant giving organization. And I worked for them for a while doing various programs. Um, and I don't know, I've been, been going down that road ever since. And then you yeah. started volunteering your time for Gilda's gang through your friend Gail. And that's, uh, that was like kind of how that started in yeah, your life. And that is. was in 2006. Yeah. How did you meet Gail? How she was, she, a, she, your friend that you met her as a friend? My, um, when my husband grew up here and so when we moved here, I guess his, his mom was good friends with Gail's like stepmom and father. Okay. And, uh, I think they introduced us yeah. and we just got to be, you know, kind of close friends fast. Right. And yeah, she was amazing. Sure. Sounds like it. Definitely. So Gilda's club is mm-hmm. formed out of Gilda Radner, formerly of Saturday night live married to Gene Wilder. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me about Gilda's club and then mm-hmm. how Gilda's gang came out of Gilda's club. You got it. Okay. So I don't know how the, how old the, you know, the, the very first Gilda's club is like the one that was opened by Gilda Radner. I guess it was even just her husband, Gene Wilder, like you said, Mm -hmm. way back when, but there was a woman, Sandy Towers who, um, opened the Gilda's club in Nashville, probably, I think it was 25 years ago. And she did it because her best friend, 
um, got cancer and died very young. And so she decided she wanted to, I mean, the whole thing with Gilda's Club is they want to offer to support to people who have cancer, to family members who are taking care of someone with cancer, or it could even just be, you know, anyone touched by cancer in any way. And to and, provide them support and, yeah. and, and, um, help, help, help each other by being around others that are going through similar things. Exactly. Right. So they'll have all kinds of support groups. It could be a support group for, I mean, like a melanoma support group. It could be any type of like a lung cancer support group, mm-hmm. or it could be, you know, like, um, I have a neighbor whose wife just passed away from cancer, a support group for, for, um, spouses, mm-hmm. you know, who's, who's, spouse you know their their wife or their husband is going through cancer um it's so it's just all so hard Mm -hmm. so just having somebody walk you through it you know and just having that kind of support and it's all free so there's not only that but there's also classes so there's cooking classes there's um like art classes guitar lessons um tai chi yoga pilates all the stuff but it's offered you know, it's offered to the community for free. So, awesome. so the fundraising just goes to support it, right? Like the, the staff that runs it, the building that houses it. And, um, you know, they, they just do so much good in the community. It's for sure. And you don't really know how great it is until you, you You're know, I think, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, like, like I said, I, my, uh, my dad got sick in late 2012 and passed away in 2013 of cancer. And I went to Gilda's club a couple of times for that very reason. It, it was just to attend a, a meeting and then went back another time to just kind of be there and, and spend a little time there. But it, it, it helped. I mean, like it, again, yeah. like, you know, it is, there is just something to talking to somebody who has been through what you're going through or is thinking what you're currently thinking that just does um, kind of soothe you a little bit when when you're in that place. Uh, super neat that that organization exists as a whole, you know, for yeah. in different cities for people that need it. And then the Gilda's gang did have like the running component to it and that, and that Gail wanted to get something started for people to train and, and be able to do exercise together and, and definitely power in numbers when it comes to, comes to running and training for something like a long distance race. And yeah. then and you were involved in that from the start. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. To write the, I guess there was a few of us where Gail had the idea and she pulled us together. So right from the beginning, I got to be a part of it Yeah, and it was, you know, it, I don't know. It, you just, the camaraderie oh, when you sure. run together, like it's, I don't know. It's super powerful. It is. And I've talked to many friends and, and, and other guests about it. I, I think my favorite part about running now, having done it for, 20 years or so is running with other people is, is probably where I spend the most time in my brain thinking about running. Like if I do think Mm -hmm. about what my next run is going to be, I'm typically thinking about who I might go do it with, you know, with Mm -hmm. my wife or, or, or a friend. And that's kind of the part that ends up being my favorite take from it is just Mm -hmm. getting to spend some time with the people you care about. Uh, out running slower and slower as the as the weeks and months go by but still you know chatting about life so couldn't agree more that it's it's better done with a group and gilda's gang 
was was active you said all the way through 2017 mm-hmm. with the half marathon and now mm-hmm. it's you know, it was country music now it's rock and roll and then this race that's coming up april 3rd is is kind of a reintroduction of the gilda's gang back into the nashville community around running any you know we've talked about the day you know it's april 3rd what's some information you can give us about that particular 5k that's coming mm-hmm. up a month from now. Yeah. A month from tomorrow. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, um, it's a reimagined event. So one of the original trainers who worked with us, he was really close to Gail. He's one of the ones who was at St. Thomas. Um, he, it was his idea to pull this together and make it like a Gilda's run event. And so, um, so we've just been kind of throwing it together like through COVID, which is kind of crazy, but just decided it's a different to, take to put a race together now than it would have been <laughs> totally. uh, January, 2020 yeah. for sure. Yeah. All the zoom meetings to get it going, all that. I mean, it's just, it's pretty bizarre, but it's worked. But, um, at any rate, it's, it's, uh, 5k. So you could either be there and it's going to be a, you know, made to be a safe space. So, mm-hmm. The start time, we'll have it staggered out so that everybody won't be clumped together. Um, everybody will be masked. You take your mask off once you start running. Right. Um, and then there's also a one-mile family fun run that starts an hour later. So, so 5K, you said, was going to be at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, family fun run, one mile at 9 a.m. And you did hear that correct. Anybody who's listening to this podcast, it is an in-person race where you get to run. And there's going to be other people out there uh, in Shelby Bottoms in East Nashville. And you, you're okay with as many numbers as you can get. I think right now four people total listen to running the six one five. So maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe half of us will be there for that race. No, that's. I mean, I, I'm being funny, I know of course, you are. but um, that's awesome. That mm-hmm. it's a race taking place in person. There is the virtual option too. You can run. You can there sign is. up and run wherever you want on there on that. Is. But you're 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 getting it going for an in person race mm-hmm. in in Shelby Bottoms for a great cause. For sure. Yeah. That's great. What's, you know, just looking back on it, I mean, I'm, I know it's obviously very personal to you with your friend Gail who got it started and was a big part of it. And still like you hear her name mentioned all the time when Gilda's gang is talked about. Um, what is it now looking back on it? Like what's just some of your favorite kind of takes uh, from Gilda's gang, of course, but then also just the work that you've done with, with nonprofit and, and philanthropy and so forth. Like what, mm-hmm. what are your takes from getting to be a part of that for so many years? Yeah. I mean, I think the thing, I don't know, Gail just touched so many people's lives in really cool ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you gain, especially if you know many people who've had cancer or you're around that kind of environment, just the sense that life is so precious and Mm -hmm. fragile and to really respect it, right? Like none of us are given any guarantees. I mean, you look at someone like Gail who, I mean, was just this brilliant physician, a wonderful person. I mean, she did everything right. Brand new mom. Yeah. Brand new mom. I mean, she was diagnosed while she was pregnant, while she was pregnant. Um, and so, you know, just some of it is just learning to not learning, just seeing that, wow, like you could just choose to live this life and go through and not really, I don't know, not cherish it. Yeah. Or just this deep sense of respect and reverence for like just how special and sacred it is. So that's a huge part of it. And then the other thing is um, with that type of work, I've always found that the more you, like you could give all day long, you always get back more than you give. Wow. It just fills you up, you know? Yeah. I mean, it does it. 
I don't know. And to me, it just keeps me going. That's awesome. Yeah. On, on all fronts. I mean, I've, you, you know, we've got enough things that you can see now via internet in your hand on your phone or stuff that like, there's always just like different messages and quotes that pop up all the time. Like I follow like good quote app and you know, and like you just see a bunch of stuff, but I've tried to, especially as I've gotten older, remind myself that, you know, I've lived long enough now that I, you know, I had a couple friends in high school that passed away. And then of course mm-hmm. college and early years and, in, in, in life, some other friends and then losing my dad much earlier than, than I thought would, would be yeah. possible. You do realize that, you know, some people live nine years, some people live 90, some people live 45, whatever, but as a whole, it's, it's all, there's not a huge difference between nine and 90. If, if that, if I'm making sense, if I say like it's it's all (laughs) relatively quick. It's so quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, I don't know. I think the more we just learn to be very present and just, I don't know, find the sacredness of just life itself, you know, like it takes on a new energy. Yep. And, and have an appreciation in that as a big part of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I did want to ask you a couple of questions being, you know, you, you do some life coaching, health coaching, uh, know a lot about nutrition, you know, what, what's some key pointers that you really try to deliver when, when it comes to that, when, you know, whether it's just healthy lifestyle, nutrition, of course, what's some kind of things that that's like the most vague question ever I realized, no, but what's, what's some, just some kind of takeaways from that line of work that you do? Mm-hmm. I think, um, nutrition could, if you, if you follow it, it could end up being kind of confusing, you know, like everybody has very different opinions on what you should eat, what you should not eat, you know, just, uh, it's very, it's almost controversial, you right. know, like some people are, you can't eat meat and you can't do this and you have to do this. But to me, if you distill it down to like the key points, um, in my mind, the very best and most important thing that you could do is eat real food. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean like food from the earth as opposed to food that's made in a factory. Gotcha. I think if you, if, if you look at like just the health of our nation, the health of the world, Back in around 1940 is when things really started to escalate in terms of like the number of people with cancer, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, diabetes, things like that. You could kind of marry it up with the time processed food came into existence Mm -hmm. and also the overuse of sugar. So um, I'd say if you're just trying to, you know, if you're trying to live a healthier life, the very best thing that you could do is eat food that's from, it's like single ingredient food. Like if you... If you have to look at a box and read through the ingredients and especially find words that you can't even recognize, your body doesn't know how to use it for energy. It doesn't know how to like eliminate it. And I think a lot of times illness sort of shows up because of those kind of things. So, I mean, that's the most basic. Then, then you get down to fine tuning from there. Right. Unfortunately, I don't think my beloved Chick-fil-A falls <laughs> under real food. Your beloved Chick-fil-A. Danielle. But well, it's I've okay. always known, as much as I love it, that it's probably not way up there on the hierarchy of the food list, but that's okay. But I it mean, could also be worse. It could be worse. It could be worse. I've done a lot of in my brain reminding myself that this could It could, could be, be a lot worse. Yeah, so, okay, there you go. We'll, we'll keep it as just yeah, maybe the there's occasional. a spectrum of things and all things, right? Real food, occasionally it could be worse by eating chick-fil-a well here's the deal like you try and go by here's your 85 90 percent of the time you know try and do the best you can then the rest of it 
Have at it. Okay. You know, you, nobody has to be perfect. Wonderful answer. Nobody can be perfect. And just like that, I feel better about it all over again. Perfect. <laughs> That's good. That's good, Drew. Um, real quick, uh, follow up just kind of on your, your hiking. You say in, in Nashville that you like to get out in the woods and make a lot of decisions out there. Where's your favorite place to hike in Nashville? If you just got to pick, you could have your ideal hike. Where are you going? What time of day is it? What's the temperature? Who are you with? Like ideal mm-hmm. hike for Danielle. Okay. Um, I mean, Percy Warner. I love Percy Warner. Awesome. I like to go over by a uh, steeplechase and um, hop onto either. I don't even mind the, the paved part um, or I'll hop on the trails. Yep. So I like to go in the morning temperature wise. I like when it's cooler. I don't like the heat. Um, and I like to go when there's barely any people there. So it's just me and my dog. Gotcha. And uh, if we see nobody around, just take the leash off him. He runs around like crazy and it's, he's just like pure joy. You there know? you go. Yeah, that's so awesome. that that's really since the the whole virus thing, I realized like I can I have time to make the time to do this, you know. No okay. doubt. So that's I try and go every day. Wow. And it's been kind of cool. You just watch the seasons. Like yeah. it all shifts. Kind of. Did you get out there during during Snowmageddon? Any up in the? I mean, yeah. it's real pretty up it's there. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. Man, yeah, that's cool. Percy Warner is just is is also been a popular theme on this show, but. That is a great, I mean, great how park. lucky are we in Nashville to have that? I mean, from where you live, mm-hmm. what it's, you get there in 10, 10 minutes. minutes for right. sure. Yeah. It's and amazing. It's, and it's so with, just like you said, it's got a paved, you know, several yeah. miles of paved and several miles of trail right. all right there. Right. You could choose if it's a mud pit and you don't feel like dealing with it, go on the road, you know, if you, whatever it's, but yeah. the fact that that space has been carved out and it's just stunningly beautiful i think it is yeah Yeah. i mean we're just very very fortunate to have it yes indeed i agree percy warner for the win yes it is um let's so let's talk about nashville some how long have you lived here in music city since 2000 um what's your what's your favorite part about nashville well um i would have to say the fact that i could drive 10 minutes and get to the woods (laughs) yeah yeah i mean your i grew up uh, in accessibility to percy warner is one of your favorite parts yeah I mean, I grew up in Houston, which is like a concrete jungle, you right. know, like you that's can't... like, that's a huge city, both huge. in population and in scope, right? It's just everything it's just about it. Sprawling yeah. concrete, basically right. billboards, so concrete. You I, went you to can't... university of Texas in Austin was the Ladybird trail there on both sides of the river. Was that there back then? Yeah. I mean, I, that path is awesome, by the way. That's a super cool path to run and walk on the, you know, I, when I was well, in college, may, I, I didn't really, what's the name of it? Is it I called? Lady well, there trail? was a green belt. I mean, there was all this, I think it was called that. I didn't really realize that I liked all this until I was almost out of Austin, gotcha. which is kind of sad. Caught but, the tail end of it. Yeah. But I did a lot of mountain biking there and, um, got into like road cycling and things like that. Yeah. But hiking wise, I mean, Austin has, Austin's like, we talked about it right. similar in a lot of ways. University like, of Texas, also a super cool school, super fun. Yeah, it was. No doubt. <laughs> uh, so back to Nashville, what would you say, what's something that's maybe the most Nashville thing about you now having been here for over 20 years? I don't know. I mean, for me, like so many people have come here after what? 2000 when when was the big 2010 2011 yeah when the preds went to the you know they had that big boom in the playoffs maybe that was 2013 2014 so yeah yeah i mean you and i both were here before nashville was cool right it's true like think about it there were no restaurants Mm -hmm. what we had the boundary tin angel scene at all like there's zero yeah like not zero but 
what there's a handful of decent restaurants i mean especially coming especially coming from austin which is like amazing for food yeah um it was a little bit of a it, it was an adjustment right. not having all that stuff but then you watch you just watch it all explode yeah. it's been pretty when you amazing first got here nashville had cracker barrel that was yeah that no was, there was yeah. nothing nothing wrong with that and there the were way. no breakfast tacos which was very upsetting to me yeah. like very very upsetting to me there were no breakfast tacos now you have what what is it redheaded stranger you have ladybird taco right i mean now it's all Red bicycle yeah we yeah. have everything mm-hmm. yeah. yeah what about, so what about this is there anything about what is the least nashville thing about you you're a texas girl but you've been here a long time is it what is there anything that just does not resonate nashville in your life <laughs> i was well probably i've never had hot chicken though my husband who grew up here said that hot chicken's not even a nashville thing and that interesting what does he give it credit to he thinks it's manufactured i don't know okay. like yeah who knows but that's still true. not, not but he said it was not okay. nashville is there anything about nashville that you would like to um do more of like if you, i asked the question if you're mayor of nashville is there any kind of platform that you'd get behind to mm-hmm. uh kind of get rolling more in this city than exists right now i mean everybody hates the traffic right like mm-hmm. when we first moved here you could get anywhere and it was easy so I, if there was some way to deal with that also if they can maybe kind of cap the population. Yep. Like, put a cap on though? it. We, yeah. we have reached we our limit. A, I think we need to put a cap on things. Okay. That, yeah. that is an interesting mayor platform. I think <laughs> you could get some, some people behind it. Yeah. Uh, we are living in music city, USA. Are you a music fan? I am. Okay. What are some of your favorite artists or bands? Oh gosh. I mean, I mean, I, I've been fortunate cause Austin was a music city. So I've lived in two huge music towns. Um, right. I don't, I've, I'd say I like a lot of the, I like a lot of bluegrassy type of stuff. You know, I always loved, um, you know, like Buddy Miller, um, Alison Krauss. I like, I mean, and them random things like Gabe Dixon, um, Lyle Lovett. I mean, I, I like anything. Lyle Lovett's a Texas guy, right? Oh yeah. 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 He was, I mean, the best concert, one of the best concerts I ever went to was in Austin in this place called the backyard. And he, it, you just sat under the oak trees, Texas breeze, and Lyle Lovett on stage, it was like something magical happened. I think I was like on a Lyle Lovett high for like two days. Wow. You could almost see why Julia Roberts wanted to marry the guy. You there know? you go. Yeah. Maybe she was at that show and she <laughs> was like, yep, I like this yeah. guy so much that they're going to get married. Maybe so. Um, so uh, how about this? In Nashville, mm-hmm. you can go to any concert you want this weekend. You, your husband, your two kids, you go to Ryman Auditorium and you get to pick who you're going oh, to see. Who that's you, so hard. Just pick I mean, one. What, okay. what? Who jumps at you now? Or you can even say two so you don't feel bad about. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, the, like Jason Isbell is awesome. For like sure. We saw him play at... Uh, have you ever been to the artist in residence program at the country music hall of fame? I have not, but I know of so, it. It's so awesome. So yeah. they pick somebody, they did him. He was one of the last ones okay. and they pick an artist and they play for like two or three nights. And in those nights they get to invite anybody they want to join them. And it's always a surprise, right? So, okay. so people will come, you know, he'll have anybody he wants and, it's always like you used to be in this venue where you felt like you were in someone's living room. So we saw like Vince Gill, we saw Jerry Douglas who played with Alison Krauss and they just tell their stories, you know, and invite their special friends. And that's the coolest thing. But Jason Isbell, he played that not that long ago. And I, that was one of those, you know, like you're on a music high for a couple days afterwards, you know, yeah. who was his guest when you saw him? You know what? I don't even remember, but I remember one night we went to Ricky Skaggs and he had, 
You remember Bruce Hornsby? Oh, for sure. Yeah. They play that Man song. Man in the Rain. Yeah. Sounds great. They played that song The Way It Is. It was Ricky Skaggs oh, yeah, and Bruce Hornsby. Is. Yeah. And I that's mean, just the way it is. Yeah. 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 It just, wow. just like blow you away. And that's the thing, like the live music, like it, you can't replicate the experience. Mm-hmm. You know, you could listen to it afterwards and it's cool, Being but there there's nothing like. As we discussed before we hit uh, record on this interview, that's one thing that um, truly I I have missed so much in the past year is is not being able to go and see live music. It's it's one of my favorite things on the planet. I think if you ask anybody, like I've heard so many times, like, what do you miss the most in the last year? It's live music. There you go. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. One other band you can go see at the Ryman. Jason Isbell, great choice. Pick one other. I mean, I love like, I love Alison Krauss. I think okay. she's awesome. But yeah. her and her whole band, like yeah. with Dan Timinski and Jerry Douglas, like that whole thing. Those um, two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Danielle, well, let's transition and do something we call running the 615 speed sessions. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this is quick questions. There's no right or wrong answers. They don't really relate necessarily to each other one question to the other but just whatever you think and they don't have to be quick you can take as much time as you want but we're just going to go through a large amount of questions in a small amount of time okay are you ready i am ready are you an early bird or a night owl early bird breakfast lunch or dinner lunch favorite nashville restaurant Mm, and daughters oh yeah coffee tea soda water or alcohol you can pick two No. You want them all. Okay, Come you can on. pick all five then. That's great. Never, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Uh, dogs or cats? Dogs. Yep. Talker or listener? Listener. Beach or mountains? Both. Something that is not good for you that you do anyway? Chick-fil-A alcohol. would fall into my category, <laughs> but you just said it. Alcohol, okay. Yeah. What's your favorite alcoholic drink? Just good wine. Or a sidecar. All right. Or a good beer. All, all, <laughs> all good. Uh, how about this? So something that is good for you that you wish you did more of? Oh, um... More vegetables. More vegetables. Yeah. Yep. I fall into that category also. Yeah. Favorite cookie or candy mm. or both? Mm. You know, my lunch when I was in high school every day was either a Twix bar or a Reese's peanut butter cup and a Dr. Pepper. Maybe that's why I ended up and then getting you ended up into being the health world awesome. because I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Love Reese's peanut butter cups. That's They're the best. Answer. Chocolate and peanut butter, the best combination ever, right? No doubt. Yes. Uh, do you have a favorite sports team? Mmm. No. University of Texas Longhorns? The Longhorns, yeah. Football? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, that was fun. You and Matthew McConaughey, those are two favorite teams? He's a badass, Those yeah. two, that's your favorite teams. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite or a dream vacation spot? Oh, I love, I mean, we love Charleston. We love going to Folly Beach in Charleston. We love San Francisco. Love New York City, but I don't think that's the same. Um, yeah, those are All my, those are good, those, yeah. if I could go three different places, it'd be that. Uh, favorite TV show or movie of all time, or if you have an answer for both. Um, yeah, that's hard. Um, favorite TV show. <laughs> there's just, there's too many good things. Um, I don't know what lately. Oh, Ted Lasso. Did you see that? So I haven't, but I've actually had several people tell me that I remind them of Ted Lasso. I so can I see want, that. I want to watch it. He just won the award for best actor, Golden Globe. Ted he Lasso. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Like it just, you'll love it. You need to watch it. I saw, you know, it all started out of the premise of there was just like, they did just like a spoof one time of a little, like almost like a trailer of a 
American football coach becoming an English soccer coach and what that was like. And it was like, kind of like they did just like a bunch of funny things. Mm -hmm. And then the show came out of that. So I have seen the spoof they made on it. I just haven't seen any episodes yet, but I will. It's a good show. Ted Lasso. Yeah. Totally endorse it. Favorite movie of all time. Mm. Um, (laughs) Why is Shawshank Redemption just popping in my head? That's awesome. Stop right there. That's awesome. Great movie. Uh, What annoys you, Danielle? Hmm. Social media where people post pictures of like their feet in a glass of wine all in the same picture. <laughs> that is an original answer, <laughs> and I love it. Good job. Um, if you want a million dollars, what's the first thing you'd buy? I'd probably just give a lot of it away. <laughs> awesome. Um, what makes you happy? Helping people. Great. What is your favorite holiday? Hmm. Birthdays. Birthdays in general? Just people in your lives' birthdays? Yeah, I just love birthdays. What is, uh, who inspires you? Oh, um, Gail inspired me. For sure. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get political, but I always like Barack Obama's super cool. You know, um, I don't know. Those are good ones. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, do you have a favorite book? Um, I mean, it's interesting. Like I, I thought about that, like at different points in my life, there were books that I thought hands down were my favorite, you know, like. Way back when Confederacies of Dunces was amazing. Like, I thought that was hilarious, but now I wouldn't love it so much. Um, to Kill a Mockingbird, I thought that kind of was life-changing. Um, to Kill a Mockingbird is the first book that I read that I was, I read it because I had to in school and really liked. So good, right? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Like, it was the it, first it, one that I was, like, told I had to read because of a certain class and really enjoyed that I was... You know, that that was you got to read it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What is one piece of advice you would give to your younger self? Oh, gosh. Um, Maybe have some fun, but maybe not as much fun. You know, kind of tone it down a little bit. Dial Um, it down. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Um, Would you rather have a hug, a high five or a fist bump? A hug. Hugs. Yeah. Hugs need to come back. That's another thing. That, live, live music, music and hugs. hugs. Yeah. Seriously, that could actually happen at the same place when when things get better. No, so. I, I think that's what everybody's that's what everybody's saying. Yeah. yeah what is the purpose pain. of life, Danielle? Mm, be here now. Be in the moment. Yeah. Don't yeah. you think? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like the beauty of like running, yoga, whatever. Like it, you just forget about what happened before. You stop worrying about what's going to happen next, and you're just. You're here now. Yeah. Because that's all we really have. For sure. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Danielle, for allowing me to interview you and, and hear more about Gilda's Gang and learn more about your story and what, you, what you've what you done with your life, not only in career, but just, you know, things that you enjoy doing. I think it's awesome that you have dedicated a large point, a large part of your life to giving back to other people and other organizations. And it truly shows in you that you're just a happy person and have a lot of joy and really a lot of good perspective. I think I love some of your answers that you Mm -hmm. gave today. I love all your answers, but some of them really like kind of resonated and did a great job. Um, you know, just giving us information and the Gilda's gang for me uh, again is special, but I'm excited to, to promote that race and excited that's going to happen. And I will absolutely be out there as one of the participants, both running and then afterwards running my mouth, if that's okay. (laughs) I'm actually a lot better at the second than I am at the first. You're, you're very kind to do this and we're very grateful for you for oh, man. Just, it's, I don't it's know, helping why us spread I the word. The podcast for sure is to be able to um, interview people around Nashville about Nashville and about running. And this is, this is a great fit and 
I'm just happy to be a part of it. And thank you guys for asking me to be a part of it. And again, thanks for just being here for this interview and, and letting me uh, ask you some questions. It was really fun. I had a good time. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.